0: This is Michigan embedded correspondent John Solberg, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central
1: show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing! We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how <laughs> you going? We have a great show of a big fan. Boing.
0: So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all
1: about the charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet four wiener. So listen, Labernia, shake beast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Mm-hmm. top. Hey, just like that, we are into the second hour. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about barbecue and grilling-related items, food items, potentially non-food items. Sometimes nothing that has to do with anything even remotely related to food, let alone barbecue and grilling. Sometimes, most of the time, all of that. If you want to jump in on the show, happy to have you, 216-220-0966. You can also email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com or get at me on social. I'll give you those here in a second still to come on the show tonight. Sam the Cooking Guy, as I had previously mentioned. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat at bbqcentralshow. You can also go to facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show and give me a like there. There's also a video feed that runs there Tuesday during the live portion of the show. Uh, please don't ask me for a personal friend request. Many of you have. I'm not accepting personal friend requests. As I've said many, many times, Facebook holds you hostage and makes you have a personal page. In order to have a fan or show page as I have on the slash BBQ Central show part. So while I'm not not accepting your friend request on my personal account. I'm not accepting.
0: Andrew,
1: you are not. I am not accepting your personal friend request. But believe me when I say this. And I know. Uh, I'm the guy the champions with, uh, you know. Don't say something and then say but, and then say something else because it will completely disqualify everything you said in advance of the but. However, didn't say but. Don't take it personally that I'm not accepting your personal request on Facebook to be my friend, because without this show. I would not have the social medias. I'm just not that kind of a dude. So if you're waiting for me to accept your friend request, you're going to be waiting. Here's what I ask. Instead, delete that request. Go over to the show page. Give it a like. You can message me there all you want. Many people do. I'll interact with you right there, but not personally. I just it's not my bag. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in ten minutes or less this Friday, episode one hundred and forty, taking you back to September second of twenty fourteen, and a patented John Solberg doubleheader. We haven't had one of those in a while. This time, but wait a second—that is completely wrong. I don't know why I even said. That. Get that
0: big stuff out of here.
1: I got caught up in the old version of the best of. This isn't a... I mean, it's a patented John Solberg production. However, it's not a patented doubleheader. I apologize. Anyway, this time, I had Barbecue Hall of Famer and Barbecue uh, barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Famer, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy, And we answered some listener questions that were submitted. You also get to hear him pretty much right off the rip admit that he is indeed not a real doctor. What I know. Not a real doctor. Not. Andrew, you are not a real doctor. doctor. Ray, you are not Andrew, you are not a real doctor. We know. But he admitted it right there on audio that he is not a real doctor. For those of you that thought about it, is Ray a real doctor? Doctor barbecue? No. Fun segment, one you want to hear the entire segment of. And as with all best of shows, there is a link to the entire show within the show notes. Also, let me remind you that if you want to hear something specific from a previous show or you want John to put something together from a guest that you really like but don't have anything uh, specific to tell him about, just go ahead and email him, john at the BBQ Show dot com. That's J-O-N, by the way. J-O-N at the BBQ Show dot com, and he will do his best to put something together for you. Might even give you a shout-out for the idea, for the inspiration. John does this better than anybody else, but even the best of us can be inspired by somebody complete, a perfect stranger, can be inspiration to us. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well, because that way you can get our one and two of the live show. But you need to be subscribed to the show in order to get the best of, because that is truly a podcast and where you will find it only I'm debating where I need to go at this point. Am I talking about bottled water, or am I talking about a cat pissing all over my house? Uh-oh. I'm talking about the cat, uh, friends. And I use that term loosely. Friends, are there any cat experts out there? I have a really fat cat. Fat. I mean, he is fat. Fat. He eats. He eats because he has anxiety. He eats because he's hungry. He eats because there's food out on the bowl. I mean, I just don't leave food out. We've, we learned that lesson with Snickers. Snickers looks like he ate a box of Snickers. He's fat. Fat. But that cat is starting to push buttons. And when I say push buttons, what I really mean is that cat is starting to piss all over my house. My new house. New to me house. Not only that, this isn't, well, you moved and you changed his environment. Now he can't adjust and he's pissing all over your house because you moved. It's your fault you moved. He was pissing in the other house. I was just a little easier going on it because uh, the majority of his piscapades were down in the main floor that was all hardwood flooring, little area rugs here and there, but he always seemed to stay away from the area rugs and piss on the wood floor. so you know, I could wipe that up a little easier. But now we're in a different house. There's more rugs in this house, like carpet, real-ass carpet. There's a share of wood. But he's pissing all over the house in random areas. Some of it would look more like marking. Some of it appears to be a little bit more of a bladder relief and i have become so attuned i hate the fact that i'm going to admit to you here that my snot locker has become so attuned to the smell of cat piss that i can smell it a while away and i know what you're saying cat piss is a its own bad smell this and that and i'm telling you what i can smell it even when nobody i've had people in the house where there has been the cat has pissed And people are like, I can't smell. I'm like, I'm telling you what, I can smell it. I just haven't found it yet, but I know I can smell. it. Inevitably, whether it's five minutes or five hours later, I find it. Clean it up. Russ Jones, have his nuts cut out. He is spraying and marking his male territory. Bad news, Russ. He's already been spayed or neutered, whatever the hell it is for a man cat. We had that done early. I'm a prophet of Bob Barker. Help control the pet population. Have your pet spay or neuter today. We'll see you later, everybody. Good night now. Have your pet. Hey, everybody. This is Bob Barker reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pet spay or neuter today. Ah, I know what I'm talking about. I'm just looking for a little help. You bought a bunch of Pheromones pheromone diffusers that are now sprinkled around the house. You know, the coup de gras was he peed all over the brand new computer and cables. That's thousands of dollars of equipment. When you broach that, you come down into my space, pee on my computer and miles of cable and expensive mixers and things of this nature. Oh, now we're going to come to a rumble time. That doesn't make me very happy. Russ Jones, throw him outside. We do throw him outside. you know what happens, Russ? He comes back and meows at the door. Incessantly, I have neighbors, Russ. Anyway, if you're a cat expert and you can help me, figure out what to do. I put aluminum down, aluminum foil down where he's been marking more than not because the lady at PetSmart told me that. Cat lady, of course. Crazy Kevin. Anyway, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. A curated selection of outdoor cooking and grilling supplies get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. They have 13 perfectly balanced rubs and seasonings Championship rubs and seasonings, friend. That's right. Great money, uh, great flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow—all proven winners on the competition scene and in the backyard. They also own Granny's barbecue sauce, which is a great sauce. All on its own, if you just want to run it right out of the bottle. It's also a great base sauce, which you can then further tweak from there. Aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers. Also offers the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers available today. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Fine. Try the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal cooker that Big Papa trusts on its competition trailer. Not sure of what grill you need? We really can't go wrong with anything that's featured on the BigPapaSmokers.com website. If you have any questions, you give them a call, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. In lieu of that, or in addition, shop their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-Smokers, plural, Smokers.com. Russ Jones asking me this question Do you own a gun? Russ, you know I own a gun. Am I going to shoot my cat? I am not. Andrew, you are not going to shoot my cat. I'm not going to shoot my cat. That's bad karma. I kill the cat oh my god I can't imagine that. it's just no way however I don't want the peeing in the house we'll figure it out stick around I'll be right back
0: monthly visits from a killer hog a cooking guy a man named meathead the author of barbecue bible a grill girl a bristly barbecue journalist and the male feasance of the barbecue world known as the embedded correspondence. Only found right here on the Barbecue Central Show.
1: Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you're a beginner, or a professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal, visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month. That means a visit from a guest blowing it up on YouTube with 2.16 million subscribers as of 9 one um, They eagerly watch three videos per week. He's written cookbooks, uh, will dominate some of the conversation here this evening. Also, a Barbecue Central Show guest, Hall of Famer, racing to the hotline and welcoming back after only a week off, Sam the Cooking Guy. Hey, Sam.
0: What's up, my friend?
1: I'm happy to uh, have you back after a light layoff. You are right back in the saddle, uh, resuming your first Tuesday. Man, that is unbelievable. We appreciate you doing that. Look, um, you know, we'll I'm talk happy to be here. Well, good. that's most important. Um, we'll talk a lot of book talk tonight, but let's close the loop on a topic that has been raging over this show the past month or so. That being the Mexican. Oh, not. That being the Mexican dish, sweeping the country. Nay, the world, choripoyo, a magical dish of chicken. Chorizo sausage, beans, and rice. A soft taco was the delivery vehicle. Basically, it's magic. So much magic that I saw a picture of one of these kind of tacos at a place called Not Not Tacos in the test kitchen that was sent to me by a trusted source. Then I saw it in flatbed version later. Perhaps I've done an incredible job at nationalizing this two-state Delicacy otherwise known as chori pork. Well,
0: by the way, by the way, there it is. Oh, okay.
1: There it is. I
0: know, but the problem is, is that's been eaten. I mean, half eaten. Who cares? That it looks was great. Really not meant for publication. Can you show the other picture?
1: I don't have the other picture.
0: Well, I, I sent you the flatbread.
1: I know, but I my I didn't step my oh, game up shit. and I don't have the picture.
0: And if I sent it now, would that be good or bad? You can send it. Well, can you deal with it now? Or
1: yeah, but it's got to be email so I can put it up. Stream? Oh no, man! I'm I have the str- I have the stream deck now. Like I'm I'm really I'm really adept switching through shots and all this other stuff. But uh, email it to me and then like I'll show. It. Let
0: me see. Let me see what you're wearing there.
1: You see what I'm wearing? you you're,
0: you're uh, the the shirt that you got.
1: On. Hold on. Let me uh, let me change my shot. Be- Hold yeah,
0: on. because the the banner across the bottom. There you go. What do you think? Oh, I like that. like that. Look
1: at that. You like that? I do, I do like that. All right. It's a polo. I had them made to be uh, professional looking. And you are professional. I,
0: There's nothing. They're, they're just. Look, like, I don't want to kiss your ass. I have no reason to kiss your ass, but I really hope that your viewers and listeners appreciate the work that you go through <laughs> to put out such a great product. And I'm not just saying that for the sake of saying it. Well, thank you. I truly mean it.
1: Well, somebody who puts together well, a of, incredible, poly, incredibly polished show, that uh, means uh, that holds a lot of weight.
0: It, you know what, what do I do? I do nothing. I just stand in front and push food around and shit. Max and Chance make it look beautiful in the back.
1: Oh, I mean, it's, a, it, it's a great team, no doubt about it. But I, I think ultimately there has to be talent in front for the back end to work.
0: Okay, I agree. So you're right. There, yeah. does. there does. Look, it's it's uh, it takes a village. Our stuff takes a village. It really, it really does. No doubt. And um, I'm, I'm proud of our work. But let's just get back to this Chori Poyo thing. Yeah. Which you spelled incorrectly in a, in a recent text. Chori Poyo. shared a lot
1: of O's flying Chorio around.
0: Chori Poyo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the deal. I
1: was, I was,
0: I needed to come up with a flatbread for a certain promotion that we had. I'm sending you the picture now, buddy.
1: All right, I'm on the lookout. Hopefully
0: by the time, hopefully by the time, uh, I don't take time to write anything down. So just send. It. Do you want two point eight megabytes or five eighty five KB?
1: Two, the two's fine. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to flash it I and share it, my I screen, understand. so no big deal.
0: Okay, so. Uh, we have this promotion that we're going to do. You'll get a bottle of tequila. You'll get a flatbread. You'll get some glasses for the tequila. And so uh, I needed something that went with that. And Mexican in nature is not what we do here. I'm in Greys right now. And the the plaza is not, not tacos. And they're decidedly not Mexican-inspired tacos. Yeah, Though we did... We did have one Mexican taco last year on April Fool's just for fun. Uh, but so I was thinking chicken would be good, and then somehow your chori poil nonsense somehow. came into my
1: head. <laughs> well, somehow. yeah, I mean, I had just been beating hey, it into you for like the last two shows. So, of course, it's you're like a punch-drunk boxer, unfortunately.
0: So think about it. Chicken, good. Chicken with some spice component added to it. Has to be better. Yeah, I love chicken. I'm in love with chorizo. Look at that.
1: That's that's a great shot. And
0: look at that. So so that's the flatbread that I came out of. So I made this sauce with cilantro and limes and diced green chilies and cumin and whizzed that up in a blender and then mixed the chicken with that and that went the chicken and that sauce was on the bottom, scattered with uh, chorizo, then some caramelized red onion. And then um, uh, Monterey Jack over the top, and then it, it gets flung into an oven, and it comes out. And I'm telling you, I know you've been bleeping your swear words, <laughs> but I must use this as an exclamation point. Please. It was fucking insane. Of course. It really was. Because it's delicious. It's like, but listen, it wasn't your choice, saucy, served by pretend Mexicans, or whatever they are. Oh, <laughs>
1: I think that's insulting to crazy. the Mexicans that we own that, that joint. How dare you? Yeah. Pretend Stop Mexican. talking,
0: stop talking. We will very likely, look, we will very likely do a version of that on the YouTube channel. Because it's so damn good. Hmm. And I don't know what else goes into your chori pollo world, but I think there's sauce or something. Oh, th- and there certainly wasn't this delicious green chili, cilantro, lime thing, but...
1: There's uh, definitely not green chili cilantro lime sauce. That's an elevated, saying the cooking guy thing. It's chicken. It's chorizo sausage. Yes. Uh, there's uh, probably a Monterey Jack cheese that's shredded, melted over the top. And then you have your standard Mexican rice and beans. That's it. Which I,
0: mean, I could live with for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's a very simple. I, I do, and then you have I, the soft tacos to roll it all up in and eat.
0: I feel like I offered to make one, flash freeze it, vacuum pack it, and send it to you. The flatbread? And you were like, uh, I don't need that. The flatbread. Mm. Uh- Fine. I'll do it. <laughs> All right.
1: Look. Um,
0: you going to say no to that?
1: Uh, no. I mean, do I ever say no to anything? No. No, and I'm, then I'll
0: give you instructions on whore. how to how to reheat that. Right. Tell you what, I got here's the deal. You find some way to anoint one of your audience <sighs> with that. What? And I'll send. There's got to be there's got to be one person out there you like. Oh, and screw I them. Yeah, like any sure. of them. Are you but kidding. No, I'll no 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 no. Let, listen, I'm going to send you one. Yeah. And I'll send them one. Oh. And then at the appointed time, yes. on my next visit, you both will have... Uh, I'll send it with these rules. You have to make it and be prepared to try it live here, hot.
1: Yeah. Right at 10, so, 14 p.m. So, Eastern. Or whatever that means to you and your I neck of the woods. I don't
0: give a shit. Yeah. What, whatever your neck of the woods is. All right. And I'll send it wherever you tell me to, to that person... And I'll send you one.
1: Send, All right. Is that fair? And they have to join us via video in order to give yes. a live feedback on the food.
0: Yeah, which, you know what, is interesting because there's times when we've done um, stuff for our channel Yeah. that we've said, whatever it was, uh, you know, you to participate, you've got to be come on camera, blah, 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 stuff like that. You'd be surprised at how many people say, Oh no, that's that's not for me. I don't want to do
1: that. Yes. Well, I give a phone number out 20 times during the show. You know, I mean, you see how many phone calls we get. Because ultimately, you have to make the phone call. You're in a potentially uncomfortable conversation. You might sound stupid when you get to talking. So, even though and we're not even on real radio. I mean, this is just an internet show and I get very few phone calls. It could be because I have like six people listening. Outside of that, I still think that there is a little bit of duress to make that phone call, regardless of if it's a real radio station or an internet show.
0: You know what? So I don't know if I've told you this before, but there's a radio station that I'm on every Friday. I go into the station. We talk about food, recipes. I give them three choices. They pick one. I explain. it. It's all comfortable, and I know these people well. But now let's say, that those are always Fridays. Now let's say it's a Tuesday morning, Uh, I'm driving in my car, I hear them talking, and I go, oh, I have an opinion, Uh, let me call in and tell them and share it with my friends. My friends, people I know well. I dial the number to the producer. (laughs) As it's ringing, my heart starts like beating in my chest, I start getting nervous. And she answers, and I go, hey, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, perfect. Uh, give me a minute. I'll put you on hold. They'll pick up. These are A, people I know well. It's not like I've not been in front of a camera or a microphone right. before. You know, the Today's show a dozen times. There's millions of people watching. I do the YouTube thing. I'm on TV all over the place. All of. Them. Why? on the radio with only a phone call do I start to get nervous yeah so I understand when people say oh I don't want to be on camera for something like this
1: yeah well
0: it is just the way it is
1: if you think yeah. that you will adhere to yeah. the rules if you want to try the yes what are you calling it chori pollo flatbread
0: I don't know if I can use the whole name, but yes, something for argument's sake right yes. now. All right, let's call it that.
1: Chori Poyo Flapper. If you think, it how about, how you about will two get, people? Yeah, me and couple. somebody else.
0: No, you yeah. and a couple,
1: and then two other people. Just trying wow. to get Wait. as
0: many opinions.
1: All right, so two other people
0: together. No, no, I'm saying together, like a husband and a wife. Yes, or right. Two roommates or two male roommates, Four female three. roommates, two whatever.
1: All right. So, are not
0: judgmental. If you, whatever your grouping is.
1: If you have a significant other or roommate or whatever, you want to try what we're just working named the choripollo flatbread. apparently Nobody right. gives a shit. Nobody cares. But we need two of you and me to give our honest reaction to the choripollo flatbread that Sam is going to send to you. So email me, greg no, at no, thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh,
0: how are you okay. going to pick somebody?
1: Do you want to uh, how you, are you going to pick? Do you want to do you want to pick somebody like tonight?
0: No, it's your show. I don't give a shit.
1: Well, I mean we can we can have somebody uh you know give us the the their favorite saying the cooking guy moment and we'll flash them up on the screen and we can pick which one we like the best. I don't want
0: it to be about me. I want no. it to be about you.
1: All right. Uh send you. me an email and then uh, Greg at the BBQ Central
0: what sport does Greg's eldest daughter play? There you go. Is that sure.
1: Sure. What sport Answer does my question. eldest daughter play? Be the first one in that has two people that contest, and you will win the and prize. And you
0: prepared to go on on. Uh, yeah, you
1: have to come on, on camera, right? You got to interact with camera us. It's fun and, and exciting. Blah, all blah, that. Blah, other blah. Look, uh, all right. So we're we're almost now closing the 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 circle on Chori Poyo. Your fillet. I'll say that. Yes, your filet burrito, if I'm not mistaken, broke a one-day view record for you? Is that what it was? It broke some kind of record, right?
0: Yeah, it did.
1: Do you it was... Do I... (laughs) I didn't want to walk over you, but do you think it would have been as successful if you would have used any other cut of steak other than filet?
0: Uh, I, I do believe that it had a lot to do. With. Here's, here's, look, here's, you know, when the when the pandemic, uh, the virus hit, our first half dozen or so shows, immediately following the lockdown, were from, not not, which is in the food hall right over there, in the Bronx, because it was closed, and it seemed like a good place to do it, but after five or six of these episodes, I said to Max one day, you know what, I feel like people don't want to wallow in the pandemic suffering forever. Why do they need to be beat over the head with the shitty situation that many people are in? So fuck it, let's end it. Let's go back to the house, let's shoot regular episodes, let's give them stuff to look forward to. And when we do things that are a little bit—I don't even want to say out there or outrageous—but if it's a lobster thing or an expensive Wagyu steak thing or a fillet thing, people are like, "Hell yeah, I want to watch that!" And whether they make it or not, it doesn't really matter. They're, people are into watching stuff that's cool be made and then consumed. Hmm. So that's what—that's you know—that was that.
1: Wally Innskeep is saying we made the filet burrito last night. Even used my Sam knife. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, By the way, um, we I saw some social media posting about the knives being sent out. But if you go to the knife site, um, they do appear to be resold back out again. So when is the next round coming in of those?
0: Uh so what we, we, we stopped them from being able to be purchased. Um we have we have what's this September the the middle of next month we will have the we will be fully stocked up and be able to send out in time for the holidays or for whatever. But um, I'll just say that I'll just tell you this on the QT. Yeah. It just won't be the seven-inch Nikuri knife that you can buy. What is that face? <laughs> he said, Did your wife ever say that to you?
1: Q- what, Greg? Keep what it what on the QT. Is that face? <laughs> the quiet. I know what it means. Maybe is that Canadian? I was around. Canadian. I was around, I was around in yeah. 1992 when QT came out for crying out loud. Kidding. Alright, so it's not just gonna be the seven inch blade, is what you're saying?
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying there there could be other things happening.
1: Yeah. Oh. Additional knives? It's we're on the QT for crying out loud.
0: How's your knife?
1: <laughs> My night is good. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, why aren't you uh, why aren't you wearing those sweet Raycon earbuds?
0: Uh-oh. They're at the house uh, where we shoot the show.
1: Aha! You like those?
0: Thanks. The Raycons? Yeah. Love them, but I leave I leave them up there so when I need them for uh, integration, they're there. Yeah.
1: I uh, I'm not, but I hear a lot yeah. of Raycon commercials on regular radio. And uh, uh, I just immediately disqualify that. Uh, plus, they're on uh, Instagram a lot. I see those all the time in the stores. I just immediately disqualify those. But then I saw that you were uh, running some. So all of a sudden, legitimacy starts to run back in. So now I want to know because I like <laughs> wireless earbuds. Like, can you sweat in those?
0: Uh, I don't sweat. Oh. I don't get up at 4 a.m. and jog with my fucking cat on my uh, treadmill. You
1: didn't hear the top right, of the. Right you, right of f- you didn't hear the top of the second hour, did you? No. Okay, don't go back and listen to that, please. Whatever you do, uh-huh. don't go back and listen to that.
0: No, I'm going to I, now. I, I will. will never hear of the end. Of course, I will. So
1: I'm going to delete it. Our I'm going to take it out long, and edit. Our it.
0: shoot went long. <laughs> our shoot went long
1: today. Oh yeah! Yikes! Yeah, don't Today's go back. Don't do that.
0: I got back. I got back here uh, 20 minutes before I needed to be here.
1: Yikes. Cutting it close.
0: We made uh, chowder fries, or as some might say, chowder fries today.
1: Chowder fries, like uh, New fries? England clam chowder fries?
0: New England clam chowder. Is that the red or fries? the white? It's the <laughs> white. Uh, I'm not a fan of Manhattan clam chowder. I'll eat it. I I don't know anywhere that even serves
1: it, to be honest. Like, I know it's out there, but I can't tell you the last time I saw it anywhere.
0: No, I don't feel like I've seen it for a long time. Yeah. You know, there's a thing, I don't know the name of it. Maybe I can look it up in our break, that's 50 50. Half red clam chowder, Manhattan style, and
1: a (laughs) half. That was right on, by the way.
0: Say that again 50 50. (laughs) <laughs> How many people in the audience got that?
1: Uh, who cares? Uh, one person, I guarantee. One person. Me? No, this guy right here. You mean besides us? Yes. This guy definitely got it. There's no doubt about it. Stover got it for sure. <laughs> but that's got to be it.
0: So uh, so there is a thing. It's, it's half of each in a bowl, which I think would be freaking delicious. So just let me tell you what I did to mine. Yep. You can watch it uh, next week, but right. it's... I make uh, clam chowder. You know there's carrot, there's the uh, onion and celery and and the uh, bacon and 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 the uh, the clams. I but I use not just potatoes. Chopped canned clams. but uh, potatoes too, yes. But I also use smoked clams.
1: <laughs> smoked Let me tell clams you something.
0: Took it over the freaking top. Did
1: you do the smoking, or did you find smoked clams somewhere?
0: Yeah, they just come like that. In oh. a little can one of those sardine-like cans that you pull the top off?
1: Yeah. Do you eat anchovies out of the can?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. I like. Uh, I love an anchovy. How about this? We did a um, coming up. We have a uh, a, a prime rib sandwich. That we made. A, I made my own uh, prime rib first. That was insanely delicious. But on the outside, I mixed garlic, mustard, standby, salt, pepper, and anchovy paste. Yeah, mixed all that, rubbed it over the whole thing, then cooked it. And I thought of you. When I cut it, because you say nice things about me hitting my temperatures. Every properly. time. Every time. I may have mentioned I may have mentioned your name, I don't know for sure. Don't get that in your head that I did, but you've gotten enough glory
1: on my show. Doubt. Recently. Yeah, twice. Unbelievable. Uh all right. Can we pause here and then we'll come back, we'll talk about book stuff. Let's go. Alright. Stand by. We're talking with. Wait, once
0: I get to look up in the break. Uh, oh, I was going to look up
1: uh, that clam chowder. Thing. Yeah, go ahead. Clam I got chowder. It. All right. Stand by, <laughs> Sam, the cooking guy, right here on the show. Uh, I will talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru, uh, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Believing outdoor cooking can be fun and easy, because it can be, right? That's right. They also are offering the first ceramic cooker to have a built-in power draft fan. We call that the Monolith. Smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose the cooking time and temperature Let the monolith do the work of a sous-chef or barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. And if you already have a Barbecue Guru controller, you don't have to buy a new one. Run the controller down to the power draft fan, and you are off and running. Very easy to do. It's something that you're really going to enjoy. And again, if you have any questions, you call them 800-288-GURU or you visit the website BBQGuru.com. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. working great on kettle-style ceramic cookers, bullet-style cookers, even big offset cookers. They will answer the questions and make sure you have everything you need to be successful. BBQGuru.com or 800-288-GURU. The barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are back with Sam, the cooking guy, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And
1: yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield throughout the grilling season. Look for recipes as well as tips and tricks from world champ pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Warth, Ernest Cervantes, and Childs Cridlin. You get mouthwatering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield fresh pork, quite simply, some of the finest pork money could can buy trusted choice of world champ pitmasters for use of competitions and at home smithfield.com love it and we are back with Sam the Cooking Guy Hey, Sam. Uh, thanks for hanging with me through the break so uh, did you do your due diligence and find the, uh, the I clam chowder thing I, I
0: can't find it I, I looked up half uh, Manhattan half New England <laughs> Nothing really comes up. The closest I got was 50-50, but there's, I can't find a name for it. I just know that I've seen it on a menu. I can't remember what it was, but, but uh, it's good. But this was delicious. Watch it. Make your own fries. Ladies and gentlemen, please, make your own fries if you can. You did the double fry thing. You cook them at a lower temperature for five six minutes and then you know you crank it up and finish
1: it is there a key uh like in advance you just chop them up uh, do you have to like put them in water and like soak the starch out of them or anything like that or is that just to keep them from browning if you're yeah, not I mean, going to cook them right away
0: exactly it's, it's both of those you know? i don't know what your knife skills are like i'm not uh I'm not, uh, I don't know, Emeril Lagasse or, or, no, it's Gordon Ramsay. I'm not Gordon Ramsay. I can't uh, peel and disassemble and cut into fries, you know, three or four potatoes fast enough yeah. to keep them all from browning. But but in the water is a good thing. It gets the extra starch off, keeps them from, you know, starting to go brown. And then you dry them off and you put them in your, your hot oil. Um, cast iron pan. I have a a deep fryer, but whatever you've got is fine.
1: I don't want to backtrack back into the burrito thing just for a second, but if if any of my fans... I'm going to. If any of my fans need any extra motivation to watch this video or encouragement, go to the video, go right to the 8-minute and 15-second mark and watch some (laughs) rando kook down raw eggs. Both In whole raw form and in raw scrambled form, did that just show up in your inbox? Like, well, well, now now we're leading into another set of questions. So, after I watched it, so look, we go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say. So, just for background for people that are watching, I was doing a thing with raw eggs. I said to Chance, uh, part of our crew. Could you, for a thousand bucks, could you eat this? And a little conversation ensued. And some guy wrote me and said, uh, I do this all the time. And I wrote back and said, All right, tough guy, send me a video. And he did. (laughs) He did two eggs, just cracked into a martini glass, not beaten or anything, and just down those. And then he beat a couple eggs. And then he went, Sam, the cooking guy, with a little hot sauce and a little pepper and some. Salt, but beat those. But then down those, and we were hard pressed to decide what was more disgusting, Hmm. because we've all probably spent time with those, those you know jar heads, and I'm I don't mean uh, Marines. I mean like those guys that have giant heads like jars. Those uh, that just want to lift weights and. And, you know, they're just trying to beat up the weaklings in high school. Those guys probably, oh, eat raw eggs every morning. And they're just pounding them back. This was not bad. This was just
1: gross. Well, I was trying to figure out if the whole yolk coming down is gross or if beating the egg, because he did like a, a scramble without the cook, and having that consistency launch down your throat. And I had come to the decision that either or is probably, you know, one isn't necessarily any worse than the other. They're equally as bad. Now,
0: I, let me uh, let, let me get, ask. You. I get watching.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that was that was the other part. Go watch, because um, you have a chance, and Sam or uh, Max are around the side, and we get to see you guys watching the video for the first time. So the reaction is <laughs> great from NCAA, you guys. It's yeah. that's, that's very nice. It's so big. let me ask you this. Money aside, is this something that you would ever do? You know
0: how much money? I mean, that's just—I I mean, I hate to say that, but
1: like, are you doing it for bucks? a, a no million way. dollars?
0: Oh, fine, a million dollars—I'd eat
1: you. No, <laughs> um, oh, little pieces at a time, but... Yeah, might take you a little while.
0: I, how about I, this? I cook you.
1: For- Outside, one of your cookers. cook me on no. one of my many cookers. Outside of the, uh, the of, pollo flatbread tasting that we'll do, should we keep the ball rolling and do a Sam and Greg raw egg consumption on show?
0: No, No. At do it.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was a because very I flat. I because... that, that was roundly rebuffed right there. By the way.
0: Yeah. Because, by the way, I'm not interested in bragging rights on who can down a raw egg or two, buddy. Uh, all right, that's not my thing.
1: No, no. But you know, if, if memory serves me right, weren't we supposed to do a hot dog eating contest on my show like a couple years ago? You remember talking about that?
0: I could do that. I could do. I'm, I'm down for that.
1: We could do that. Let's let's let me revisit that. Maybe like in a month or two, we'll uh, we'll do. A it's too hot bad dog.
0: that we missed the we missed the uh, the what's the thing in New York and the yeah, boardwalk the walk, July Fourth
1: Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Nathan's, that's yes. it. we
0: missed that window. Yeah, Okay, next year.
1: Well, Joey Chestnut broke a record, broke his own record again this year.
0: How is that possible? Yeah. He's and, been- and what's his Japanese guy that used to be so dominating in this sport he's not even a issue
1: not even there's nobody even remotely close to a joey jaws chestnut anymore no nobody even on the radar he's 40 hot dogs ahead of anybody else it's outrageous all right now let's talk about the new book currently available for pre-order $22.46 right. for paperback or $9.99 for a Kindle. Set to release. Kindle. Set what? Kindle. Set to Here's release. Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> Set to release November 10th. It's entitled Sam the Cooking right. Guy yep. Recipes yeah. with International yeah. Leftovers. So I've seen a lot no, of. No,
0: that's not true. No, that's not about? true.
1: Set it right it's on the cover of the book.
0: Leftovers. It says intentional leftover. It does. I know we didn't misspell it. Oh, I know God. we didn't misspell it. You speak funny now.
1: Stuff, I said intentional leftovers. I said intentional leftovers. I'll go back and fix that too, so I make sure it says. All right. Uh, well, that really blows my question out of the out of the water. Will the next book be international leftovers, please? <laughs> <laughs> Intentional leftovers. All right, so I hope I'm not the only one that appreciates your humor. This is what you're talking about. You make something on purpose with having leftovers available for the next dish. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. I'm saying most cookbooks do this. Here's a good chicken enchilada. Here's a steak sandwich. Here's a beef stroganoff. Well, they're neat. There's a logical starting point for all of these, and so we give you that. We give you 19 master recipes, perfect roasted chicken, uh, uh, oven briskets, uh, hard-boiled eggs, steamed rice, perfectly done. But then with each of those master recipes are, are four to five or six things you can make with it. So it's not just, here's how to make gorgeous short ribs. Here's how to turn those short ribs into other things. Here's a perfect roast chicken, and then how to turn those into empanadas, or, or into a chicken soup, or into all kinds of stuff. It's very freaking useful, and it's the way that I have learned how to deal with my food over the last couple of years.
1: Are you approached by a publisher to do this book, or are you pitching the concept to sell and then ultimately get written?
0: Yeah, it's a good question, Greg. I've had the idea, I had the idea for this for about uh, almost a year, just on paper, and hadn't done anything with it. And I knew that I could go back to my last publisher and maybe they'd be interested, but. They they were I was okay with them, but I wasn't thrilled with them. Hmm. Like part of me felt like they never quite got me. So one day I get an email from a a publisher in New York that says, "Been watching you for a while. I'm a big fan. Do you have any interest in writing a cookbook?" So I wrote back right away. I'd love to talk. So we get on the phone, and I go, "You know, I have." three previous cookbooks. He goes, yes, I know. He goes, but would you like to do something new? And I said, not only would I, but I have an idea for something. And he goes, what is it? And I tell him. I had to try to think of... I can't even think of the original name that I had for it that we decided wasn't a great name. But as I explain it to him on the phone, he goes, got to tell you something. I really like this. Hmm. But in the publishing world, Unless you're dealing with, like, a president leaving office and, and going to write a book. The, you got to go through the system, and the system is this guy, this editor, whose job it is to find new properties to, to turn into books. At a big editorial meeting, they sit around, and then they say, Alan, what have you got? And Alan goes, I want to do a book on kittens. Jeremy says, I want to do a book on cooking with, I don't cork, whatever. And this guy said this, and he said everybody went, love the idea, love him. <laughs> and So, that was the beginning of it. I had most of it sort of on paper, at least in, in note form when we started. So, it wasn't that hard to do, but I'm very proud of it. It yeah. was a lot of work, and the photography is the first time, it's my first cookbook out of four, that there's a picture for almost every single recipe, except maybe one or two, mm. and beautiful photography.
1: So you had mentioned that you had written three previous books. I mean, so it, it, this isn't something yeah. that's new for you in regards to writing the book. Is writing the book the same process for you every time, or and it's just content changing? Or is it a whole new world each and every time with each and every book?
0: No, it's a whole, for me, it's pretty much a whole new world. Um, It's just getting, it's, you know, thinking the the book's style uh, is important for me. The first book I called Just a Bunch of Recipes because at some point we needed to give the book a name and my editor then. Justin said, well, what are we gonna call this? And I go, shit, I don't know, what is a, what is a cookbook? I mean, really, they're just a bunch of recipes. And I went, hey, I like that. The second one was kind of cheater hack stuff, uh, and the third one was geared to the grill. So this one had a very clear uh, outline style uh, motive right from the beginning and I, I, I'm most proud of this not because it's newest and not because it's a marketing thing to say and I want to hype the fucking book up and for people to buy it but, but I like it because of this because I'd like to make a steak and eat it today but I don't want to eat it as a steak just slices on a plate tomorrow and the next day and I say to people all the time you, know, Do you see good steaks on sale Buy them. You only want one for tonight. Cook two, and do something else with the other one. And they go, "Okay, what do I do with the other one?" And that's the kind of thinking that went into this. Yes, here's how to make perfect rice. But now, here's how to make you know a great fried rice with it. Uh, sort of an Asian-style Chinese rice-filled pancake with it. It's all—they're all fun and, and I think delicious.
1: Sam from a I mean, certainly I'm proud of. of course, um, from a business perspective, what does the book world look like in 2020 compared to when you released that first book, just a bunch of recipes back in 2008?
0: It looks like the dollars are not the same for an advance, and if you're fortunate to publish a book, not a self-published book, but one with a publisher. There's an advance in the beginning. They say, so we'll give you X amount of dollars. We call it an advance against sales. So I'll get get a percentage of each book. That advance is earned back by the publisher, then I start making money on top of it. So, I mean, if they gave me a bunch of money in the beginning, then the book sold three copies. It wouldn't matter. I'd have that advance. I wouldn't have to give the money back. And, of course, I want to go beyond three copies and I want to make more money because that means more people like the book and are buying it and the whole thing makes me happy. So I think the dollars are down because the economy is weird. It really, really is weird. The opportunities for promotion, you know, like my last three, my first three books, I was on the Today Show uh, pimping. And I say pimping in the nicest way possible. I can't Only get nice. there now. Yep. They're not having people. There aren't live people in studio. Maybe I can do some stuff from my house, you know, to talk about the book. But it's not quite the same. I don't even know what a book signing looks like right now. Greg.
1: Probably you know, not weekend, much. My
0: first book signing. My first book signing had five five hundred people. I got there at seven o'clock. It was a Barnes and Noble. They closed at eleven and at ten thirty, they came to me and they said there's a lot of people in line you got to sign faster and i said <laughs> i'll tell you the same thing i told to the people when i signed up for this as long as there's people in line i will stand here signing books if they can wait for me i can wait for them nice but i don't know how to do that in this age of COVID. i mean where i am right now at gray's my idea is to do one here. There's a big piazza out there, and lots of room for people to stand and line up and and do that thing. But it's crazy. That being said, the pre sales are really are for at least for the publisher's mind really good, and they uh, emailed today and said, "All right, let's start talking about the next book." It's not even out yet. It's out in November.
1: Well, the follow up question was. You know, Over the past handful of years, when I've had people come on the show to hype up a book before it's released, or maybe it had just been released and they're coming on the show to talk about it, and that's usually in the springtime because that's when the barbecue and grilling books are coming out, there's been a huge premium placed on pre-orders, as you just mentioned. So as an author, is there a pressure for you to sell these books in advance to be gauged as successful in the eyes of Amazon or your publisher then? Like if you don't hit a, a predetermined uh, pre-ordered number of sales, that they're not going to contact you to talk about the other book, even though the first one isn't out yet.
0: Is that another good? You're, God, you're you're very good. Thank you. And by the way, you are the perfect guest. I don't know if everybody heard your <laughs> your rant about how great a guest you should be. Yes, just ask me. Show. Just ask
1: me. I'm dynamite.
0: The problem you might have is that your questions are so good, you could.
1: You, you I'll take could make your show over.
0: Show it is look shitty. That's right. I'll right? take your Get show, show over.
1: over. That's right. Just ask
0: it's the a guy. Good when I for, go ahead. Yeah. Somebody, my uh, my uh, editor, literary agent, said to me a couple weeks ago. It was a bit, there was three of us on a call, and something about. Uh, uh, Bestseller fifteen thousand, and then I circled back a few minutes later. I go, what does that mean? And they go, if you sell fifteen thousand books, the by the day that it officially comes out, so counting everything from now to then, you make the New York Times bestseller. Book. Now that's the only effing thing I can think of. <laughs> right? Can I be on <laughs> the New York Times bestseller? Book? It seems absolutely improbable, but in my mind, but that's, think about it, that's Amazon pre-orders, Barnes and Noble pre-orders, indie books, any of the other sources that you can sell books, uh, and all the store copies, you know, Barnes and Noble still have stores. So they're gonna buy, you know, each one might buy 10 books, five books, who knows. If the buyer knows who Sam the Cooking Guy is, maybe they'll buy more. If they have no idea who I am, maybe they won't buy, or maybe they'll buy two. So all of those go into this one big number. (laughs) And on my website, uh, thecookingguy.com on the homepage, you can click to the page where you can order the book. I put links to where you can buy them in the United Kingdom, in New Zealand and Australia, Because our audience is very significant in those uh, three
1: countries. You know, I didn't even think about that um, uh, because I'm a myopic American and I believe the world begins and ends here in America. But the Internet has given rise to global fame, you know, whatever that means. There are people that listen to my show in any other number of countries, aside the majority listen here in America. But same for you. I mean, you have fans all over the globe. They will count towards book sales.
0: Right. Imagine my surprise when last year I'm sitting in a restaurant in Bangkok and a guy walks down the stairs and stops beside me and he goes, you say I'm a cookie guy? I go, yeah. He goes, what are you doing here? I go, having dinner? What are you doing here? And and then it happened again the the next week in Tokyo a whole bunch of times. To me, that is absolutely mind-blowing, but that... Is the internet? People aren't just in the U.S. watching you; they're all over the place. Look, you watch those those uh, the the barbecue lads in in Britain that uh, that have a thing; they watch you. I mean, it's all crazy. Yep. it's so it is really the world has gotten very small, very small.
1: All right, so you can pre-order now. The book will start to ship November tenth. No, I
0: think it will land at your house November 10th. Oh, okay. So <laughs> at least that's sh- what they're telling you. It me. will
1: ship before that. I I was reading on Amazon. <laughs> I didn't know exactly what the what that meant, but yeah. uh, so it's either shipping November 10th that, or you I might get it means- November 10th somewhere in between there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Were you in the midst of doing a children's book too at one point? I swear to God I remember. Oh no, hearing. I have I have
0: No, you do remember correctly and um, my co-author and I decided that we would put that off. When the pandemic hit, uh, we decided we would just, like, push that off. We put that off to the beginning of 2021, which actually made, made sense because this is going to be presumably a much larger audience book. And we didn't want to take away from this and, and, or, or take away from the kids' book. So it's a book called The Magic Spatula, and uh, it's fun, but it's you know it's for, like, 7- and 8-year-olds. Yeah. So you're right. you got a good memory, man. You're a good listener and a good rememberer.
1: Active listening is key to asking good questions. Uh, Sam, Wait, the cooking guy, I said... <laughs> that was a joke. I got it. I got it. Uh, Sam the Cooking Guy is right here the first Tuesday of every month Look, I gotta be honest, I was in many different poses during this interview Poses that I am never in In hopes that you would have uh, figured out what I was trying to do But you never caught on
0: What are you trying to do? I didn't You didn't? And you told me to be you told me to be super hyper aware. Look! Oh shut the wait a second. No go back to the other go back to you've only been in this pose once. Go back to the other your regular shot. I've been doing this all... Stop it. You didn't do that.
1: If you go back and look at this interview, I have been tilted back like this. You're kidding. For 15 minutes. I'm trying to work my wrist up.
0: We are closer than ever. I know. So let's let's talk about it. Don't pimp it, but let's talk about it. How do you feel with it?
1: Well, uh, I have to tell you that uh, the first two days, I've had it just less than a week. This is easily the biggest watch that I have ever wore on my wrist. Like I don't think it's I the can
0: watch anybody's ever worn on yeah, their wrist. Yeah.
1: It's it's pretty big. Uh, there is a good heft to it, but not uncomfortable. Uh, the fit and finish is great. Um, yeah. This this color uh, of face when I was on the website, they didn't have it. I actually got it on Amazon because yeah. they still had it in stock. I talked to the manufacturer directly and I said, "What about the, you know, the whatever this is stainless and, and the black face and she's yeah, yeah. like that is so popular we will not have it back in stock until towards the end of the year like december so i just shut up i just happened to luck upon it searching through amazon and it's fully let authentic me see it again. Let fully see it. authentic let me
0: see how good it looks on you look at this oh my god let me ask you a question. Aren't, though, the, the knobs on the left hand side yes. a little odd?
1: Well, as uh, of course, um, I am all about doing research before I make a purchase. And I also was like, how come the chronograph knobs are on the left hand side if you're looking down at? It? Usually they're on the right hand side. Yeah. Uh, it's specifically made for divers and surfers so they don't get wrist bite when they're. Wrist cocks back up; it would hit on the right side of the watch first. So they're hidden back here on the left side. That's they were they were put there. Well, there's specific. no chance.
0: There's no chance I'm doing anything exercise related that this will cause problems.
1: No, but I mean, I mean, how long? This is a, a completely frivolous question to ask. Of course, I'm just asking out loud. But uh, I don't remember the first time it caught my eye. But it's been at least 2 years that I'll watch your videos and while I'm enamored with what you're cooking I can't get my eyes off the watch and I'm not much of an You've had anything You watch envy. Oh my god for the longest time and that's and then finally I was like you know what I'm just going to ask if you go back and listen I think one time I was like god you know what watch are you wearing like that's a really great watch and you just kind of blew it off and I didn't really Want to press on it too much, and then uh, it was only a couple weeks ago when I asked you like who it is and this and that. And so then I looked it up, and it's not Let a it's t- not a twenty thousand dollar Rolex watch. It's a pretty affordable watch as oh. watches go. And I was like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta get it! I gotta get."
0: I I I get more comments and questions about this than any watch I've ever worn. It's great, and of course, the size is one thing. And you know what it's funny, when I first put it on, not only is it super heavy that my wrist went <laughs> like it's got I feel like I got like three pounds. When I take it off, somebody goes, How heavy is that watch? I take it off and I put it in their hand. I go, like that. Their hand goes. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was ridiculous when I first wore it. it. Honestly, I went, This is stupid. I can't be wearing this. I, I feel like this is just an obscene size watch. But now I love it. And it's something that is is me. And now is you. Yes. dude, well, we have just gotten closer than you even know. Who?
1: How can that? I, I was going to never mention it because I figured you would get, you know, off the phone call or off the show call and go to your wife and be like, Kelly, I hate to say this, but for as much as I like Greg, he's officially turned into stalker phase number one. We got to leave the country immediately.
0: <laughs> dude, Listen. When I see somebody with something that i like, I'm like, "Where'd you get that? I think I want that and I think it would work for me."
1: Yeah. It's great. Whether it's
0: a pair of jeans or shoes or something. No, I love that you love it. That here's,
1: makes me happy. Here's what I want to say to any of the watch people out there. You know, if you're interested, contact me, I'll tell you all about it. But if you're used to a certain size watch that is, you know, more along the <laughs> the size of a traditional Seiko or Citizens. Watch. Maybe you're a little high end. Maybe you have like a, a sub, a Submariner or a Datejust Rolex. This one is a sizably bigger face. So there is some uh, break in time to get used to that. But after a couple days, like I look at it now and it doesn't look nearly as obscene as it did a week ago. Uh, and it's a daily driver no, watch. It just looks cool, right? The time is kept really well. Absolutely. It's got some neat functions. It's got the date on it. And I just think it looks. Absolutely fantastic. So I appreciate the lead on hey, that. Look,
0: one question. Yeah. Oh no, my pleasure. Look, one question before we go. We, and I didn't notice because well we've never met still. Yes. Did you wear a watch previous to this?
1: Oh yeah, all the time. I'm I'm a watch guy. Oh you did? Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, uh I had I have a couple bowl of a watches that I got from Barbecue Jeweler to the stars, Stephen uh, Stephen um, DeFranco. And then uh, because, yeah. because I Wait, love...
0: Steven
1: Singer? No, 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 no. Steven DeFranco, different guy altogether. Uh, okay, just checking. Local just barbecue, Jewelers of the Stars. And then I also have... <laughs> I, I, I either have real Submariner Rolex watches or I have fake Submariner Rolex watches. You choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a 16613 LB and a 16618 whether they're yeah. real or not, I don't know, but I, I mean, those are my kind of watches.
0: I bought all three of my boys Tag. I, I don't know how no. to say it. Tag, Tag Hoyer. Heuer?
1: Yeah, Tag Hoyer.
0: Tag Hoyer watches uh, knockoffs in Hong Kong when I was there a few years ago, and you know, it was this guy in this like uh, uh, night market it was like, "You want watches?" And we yes, we went into <laughs> a building in up- and. <laughs> The shitty little elevator that three of us could barely fit down a dark hallway with bulbs, bare bulbs going. Oh yes. And then into a door. And honestly, I, I thinking, I'm thinking to myself, we're dying here. Yeah. They're gonna we're take your organs. Out. You're dead. They're taking our organs. Yeah. We'll wake up with you know stitches where our kidneys were. And I bought these watches and took them home, and they were amazing yeah. <laughs> for the kids yeah. Yeah. for two weeks, and then they all stopped working.
1: Uh, well, mine have been uh, going for well over a year, and the the only uh, the only thing that you can uh, tell that's fake. So, I mean, if you look at the second hand sweep closely, and you're that much of a roly nerd, you'd be able to tell by the second hand sweep. Stutters. Uh, Just, I mean, just ever so much to keep them out of legal issue. Uh, But the other thing is, uh, especially the gold one, it keeps horrific time. Like, if if you're not wearing that thing all the time, it'll immediately fall back five minutes, you know, inside of two or three hours of not wearing. So, uh, the one that's like a two-tone band is the best fake I've ever had. But aesthetically looking, without the time, I would challenge anybody... To find a difference between what I have and what that forty thousand dollar watch costs, because I can tell you what: no matter how well I'm, I'm doing in life, I'm never buying a forty thousand dollar watch ever. I could never gotcha. do that. I'm with you. No way. I'm in your group, my yeah. friends. In I like, your group. I like the nice looking watch. It's uh, affordable. You can wear it every day. You know, uh, getting a Rolex like that. I mean, I would just be scared to watch it or to wear it. Just never would do it. So. Anyway, thanks yeah. for the thanks well, for the we, info. I'm I, I happily added. It looks good on your once. wrist, buddy? Thank
0: you. Do that again. Thank you. Do that again. Let me show it. Show it once more. Yeah. Yes. Look at you.
1: Let me uh let me go to I'm the tight.
0: We're a little closer. We're a little closer to
1: me. To yes. Totally. All right. Uh, Sam the Cooking Guy has a book coming out. Pre-order now. You can go to uh, Amazon.com or go to his website, TheCookingGuy.com. Link over there. And yeah. the first Tuesday of every month, you can find him right here. Sam, always appreciate the time, pal. Thank you, Greg. You got it. everybody. Is. Have a good night. Peace out. Sam, up. the cooking guy, right there. we Over, falling in love with our watches, of course. But allow me some self-indulgence there. I am a watch guy. I'm telling you. Fake rollies, real bolivas. This is a uh, Nixon Chronograph 5130, I think. Is that right? I think it's on the back of the watch. If you're a watch person. It's a uh, Chronograph, the 5130 Chrono. Stainless with the Japanese movement. So it's not an automatic watch. Uh, For the nerds, it's not an automatic. So it has a battery. Automatic means that you have to wind it put that back, huh? This is a uh, Nixon. The 5130 Chrono. uh, Stainless with the black face. Um, So, if you can't find it on the Nixon website, uh, by the way, much cheaper on Amazon as well. The black face one was on sale, plus I had Amazon gift cards. So, I was out uh, just shy of 200 bucks. So, I got, a, I got a deal on it. But if you're watch guy, I suggest checking those out if you like the way that looks. See it in use on Sam's videos. He's always wearing it. Let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grill, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. A Choice Line, a Prime Line. I've used both. I have had success with both. And if you're in the market and you want some technology, the Prime Line is the one you want to take a look at. Choice Line to save you a couple hundred bucks depending on the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone. Regardless of which line you get, make sure that you get the pizza of an insert so you can have the pizza parties every weekend or every day. I mean, who doesn't want pizza every day? I do. I love pizza. You can go to GreenMountainGrills.com and check out all the other info as well. You can find their dealer network because they do sell through dealers So, the dealer educates you, the consumer, to make sure that you're having an outstanding experience right off the rip. You can get accessories and other stuff online. For all that info, greenmountaingrills.com. That's greenmountaingrills.com. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around, we'll be right back.
0: Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs. Injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic
1: host out there today, Craig Rimpey. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by the Smoke Sheet, a free weekly newsletter that keeps you in the know on everything happening in the barbecue world. Go to BBQ Newsletter. to sign up now. A great all-in-one resource covering the live fire industry. That's the smoke sheet. All right, thanks again to Sam the Cooking Guy for joining me the past two segments. actually going very long. So I appreciate his ability to hang. All the way back in the first hour, Malcolm Reed joined the show after Malcolm Mike McLeod from World 2 Championships talking about the cancellation of the 2020 event. However, there is a virtual event November 5th through the 9th, and they're giving away $5,000 per day for a total of $25,000. And second hour, Sam the Cooking. Big show playing for you next week. Meathead is in. We are scheduling some other desks, too, to firm up. So follow me socially as we nail them down. We will make social announces September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hello, this is Joe with Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue and, and you're listening to The Barbecue Central Show.